Hello and welcome back to the Outdoor Ed School podcast, the podcast which is devoted to providing you with all the resources for alternative learning and outdoor ed. And today we are joined by Dr. Lauren Kahurley, who has developed lots of courses and amazing online resources which support not just students, but their parents, coaches and teachers to help them develop their students in a holistic fashion. So over to you, Lauren, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself, how you came to developing these courses? Mm -hmm. Hi, yeah, well, thanks for having me. Well, if I go way back, I can talk about being homeschooled as a student. I was homeschooled sort of all the way through high school. And so I have an appreciation for home learning. And I have been a community college professor for a number of years. And I realized that there was kind of a it's harder and harder to prepare for college and particularly for homeschooling parents. There's a lot of unknowns. And what I wanted to do was develop a program for executive function skills. And the reason I did that is because I've been teaching study skills for so long and trying to help students focus and have better time management. But I started learning more about neuroscience and I started learning more about executive function. And I thought this is the missing piece. This is, if we don't understand why, how the brain works and we don't understand the emotional awareness behind what we do, then we can't change our habits. Um, and so the a, a couple of years ago, also my spouse and my child were diagnosed with ADHD. And so we learned a lot more about executive function from, from that side of things, but everyone's got deficits and we all have this brain that's amazing, but it's also very complicated. And so I've developed these courses and these coaching programs to help students um, perform better, whether that's in high school or university, and to also help their parents understand their their kids and how to support them better. Amazing, amazing! You are you you've struck a chord kind of with, with me there, with all the students that I work with on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Um, all of them, like you say, we're all very unique, um, and there's lots of kind of labels that that get kind of jumbled around with people and they get a list of things that go along and wrapping up really there really nicely there was just like well we've all got something and it's just learning to embrace that mm -hmm. and how can we create an environment and a course and um stuff to to support people so that you can embrace it and, and excel um so you, exactly. you touched a little bit on on your courses um creating stuff which based off of, of, of your experience. Um, and uh, when I've been looking through kind of your online materials and stuff, there's, there's a lot to do with um, procrastination and then going and, and moving <laughs> towards uh, success and a lot of time management. Is that something that you experience personally? And that's why you've done that? Is that something you've you've noticed in a lot of your students? Yes, I would say procrastination is the number one issue that all of my students, whether they're top performing or they're struggling or whatever, procrastination is the biggest thing. And I'll tell you a story about when I was in university. This was a while ago, so I had to go to the computer lab because 
that was the only place there was a computer. No one had one in their room. Um, so it was 2 a.m. I was finishing up a paper that was due the next day. They were kicking me out and I wasn't done. And I was like, I just need to print. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't want to live this way, right? <laughs> Um, and what I started to think about was like, why am I putting things off to the last minute? Because I had actually done 90% of the paper before that day, but it was just that last 10% I wasn't getting through. And what I realized is that I am a perfectionist. And so I want to get things perfect. I want to get them absolutely right. I want to tweak and tweak and tweak. And if I wait till the last minute, then I have an excuse for why it's not perfect. Like, oh, well, it would have been amazing, but I waited to the last minute. And so I had to get out of that negative thought pattern and think, you know what, actually procrastination isn't my main issue. Perfectionism is the main struggle here. And that's what I need to sort of tackle in, in other places. And I was wearing myself out, burning myself out and dealing with that side of things has been really helpful. Um, in fact, I just sent out my holiday cards, you know, and um, realized after I printed them off, there were typos in it. And my daughter pointed them out. And I said, you know what, I'm mailing them anyway. <laughs> it's like, look how far I've grown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the idea of perfectionism, and also the very hand in hand um, kind of thing of people being scared to fail they go so closely next to each other you either have people that completely avoid a task because they know that if they start it and they fail then they've got this kind of mm. deep dread and it's going to carry with them and they can't overcome it but also you have those people of they've they've <laughs> tried their very hardest but they're they're not quite ready to submit it because there's always something that they want to tweak it's really difficult to to find that sweet spot isn't that is there any kind of Top tips it or is. tools that you found to help you with that? Mm -hmm. Well, where, where we always start is by celebrating what people are doing well. Um, sometimes parents will come to me and they'll say, my kid has no time management skills. And I'll say, well, how do they manage their time when they do it? They're doing exactly what they want to do. <laughs> you know, And it's like, amazingly, they can manage their time very well when it's all leisure and it's all their choice. Um, so I say, well, let's think about like, what is it about those environments and those times that help them manage their time as well? So we always celebrate what's going well, um, because if you start at a mindset of nothing's going well, everything's wrong, then it's really hard to grow. So we celebrate what's going well. And then we look at, we choose one thing to work on first. And I usually choose procrastination. And I have this playbook for procrastinators ebook um, that takes you through a lot of this. But if we start with procrastination, for example, then I'll say, you know, why is it you think you put things off to the last minute? And perhaps it is because they're overwhelmed. Perhaps it's because they're perfectionists like me. Um, perhaps it's because they genuinely don't understand how to do it and they don't know how to ask for help. There could be a variety of reasons. So once we understand the emotional part of it, then we can kind of um, move forward. But one of my, my, I guess, favorite tips for procrastination or doing any kind of task really is not punishing yourself to start off with. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a big fav a big fan of rewards, like intrinsic rewards. Like, you know, after I work for 25 minutes, I'm going to take a five minute walk or something. Um, but also what I noticed with a lot of students is that they'll say like, like, well, I don't deserve to eat lunch or I don't deserve to do I, like really basic things. Like I don't deserve to watch TV until I do this. Um, and so what I'll say is 
Well, that like flip that around and maybe decide what show you're going to watch when you're done. You know, like get the brain thinking very specifically about what's happening next. That's called uh, dopamine hacking. Dopamine is the chemical in your brain that releases, like if you check something off a to-do list, you're like, yes, I did well. <laughs> um, so dopamine hacking is kind of like getting that started and thinking like, I deserve good things all the time. Um, I just... I'm going to get myself started and then I'm going to re reward myself with something that I really like. Um, you know, for example, I was working with one student who started with all the hardest things in her homeschool day. And so by lunchtime, she was totally exhausted and frustrated and didn't know kind of how to proceed after that. And so I said, well, let's break it up. Like, let's let's do a hard thing and then something that comes naturally to you and then another hard thing and then take a break. And just flipping around that schedule made a big difference in her day. Yeah. Yeah. If I think everyone falls into that, don't they? They make a list of the things that they're trying mm -hmm. to achieve and the things that they need to do. And then you're one of two people. You either go, right, I'm going to tick off all the easy stuff. <laughs> and then you tick off all the easy stuff and you're <laughs> like, nah, I'm, I'm finished now. Or you're one of those people who's like, right, I'm going to take on the big jobs. And they really do. They can, <laughs> can start to kind of grind you down, can't they? Um, so trying to turn a break mm -hmm. up is a brilliant top tip for um for parents. Like you mentioned um, just then that you have parents coming towards you and going, oh, they just don't have any time management skills at all like that. Is there anything that a parent could do to support their child in changing the mindset, being able to, to flip the script and for them to feel mm -hmm. like they are they are they want to do the work because they're making progression? or something that they can do to support them with their time management? Yeah, I think so. I think what parents don't understand is that sometimes they're either micromanaging their students' time or they're not managing it at all. So in other words, they're not overseeing, they're not kind of checking in to see how things go. Um, so one thing that I suggest with parents is to have a conversation up with their with their students. And I actually have the same tip for my students who are in college and are maybe living on their own. I said, or or if they're even living at home and they're helping take care of younger siblings or whatever it is, I said, you need to sit down with your families and have a conversation about how long all of this actually takes. I have a video on my YouTube channel about um, how long you should plan to spend on a university course that would be in the U.S., but it's relatively the same. Um, and it's always shocking to students how long they should spend on these courses. And so I say to parents and students, you need to sit down and think, how long is this actually going to take? So if I need to spend 10 hours on my history course this week, where can I find 10 hours? And if you're expecting me to do dishes and you know participate in the household, then but my most productive time is in the morning. Maybe can I do my schoolwork then and do the dishes at lunch or, you know, something like that. Um, but communication, having open, warm communication is really important because if parents come in, you know, and any adult is going to be this way, right? If, if someone comes at you and says, well, I've, I've just made a list of all the things that are terrible. So let me tell you <laughs> what I'm looking out for. Um, but if you can keep it warm and keep it open and say, you know, I, I noticed you're kind of struggling. You're, it seems like you're feeling overwhelmed. Let's let's think about some strategies we could work on together. And it's about forming a partnership. And I think that's the the main thing. Because if you keep that warm, open communication, um, then they'll it's okay if they fail. It's okay if they need help. Um, 
because they can come to you before it's too late. So, yeah, solution focus. I like it. I like it. I've been mm -hmm. um, kind of making my way through, through <clears throat> the episodes that you've posted on YouTube, looking for your websites and bits and pieces like that in preparation to mm -hmm. this podcast. And a lot of it all kind of strikes a similar note to what we try and include in our alternative learning programs, which is trying to be supportive, trying to make everything positive, mm -hmm. opening everything with a question rather than statements um, and having that mm -hmm. nice kind of solution focused mindset as we go into things, which is a really, really powerful thing. Um, when you were yeah. developing... Be curious is one of my mottos. <laughs> be curious. Yeah, amazing. Uh, we've got... Uh, We've got on, on um, our office wall, we've got Be Curious, Not Judgmental by Walt Whitman, which has been kind of made a little bit more fa it. famous with the with the Apple TV series, series which is going around right now. But it struck a massive chord and a lot of people walk past it when they're kind of going into our courses and they walk past and they go, that's a, such a, a brilliant quote and a brilliant thing to try and keep in your head. And it's hard, isn't it, when mm -hmm. you're in day-to-day -day life because you naturally want to make judgments. It's what we've been kind of built to do to try and keep ourselves safe and it's unlearning that knowing that we're in a safe environment to do so and we're around surrounded by company that will keep us safe as well when mm -hmm. you were developing your your courses did it was there a whole process to it did you base it off of something else was it was it a kind of trial by error experimenting with your students as it goes <laughs> along how, how did you come up with the content for it well, like I said, I've been I've been teaching study skills, working with students for 20 years. And when I decided to focus on executive function, that's when it all kind of fell together. Um, so I started off with the kind of time management course. But what I've really landed on focusing on right now is the executive function coaching and um, in a group program. So that is really nice because then students kind of realize that they're not alone they also realize that they can get tips from each other um, because one-to-one -one is great. But when you get around other people, you think, oh, wait, that's a great idea. Or I can apply that. And sometimes hearing from your peers is very helpful as well. So yeah, it's it's been a, a process that I've developed over the last 20 years, really. But um, you know, when I started my own business, that's what I really wanted to do is, was help students kind of hone in on these skills because I taught test preparation um, for A-levels, for SAT, for um, for all kinds of things. And I kept thinking the whole time, it doesn't really matter if they know how to take this test because they, they have test anxiety or they don't have test taking skills. Um, they don't have the skills that they need to be successful in this. And so I actually don't teach test prep anymore for that reason, because I want to teach this missing piece of executive function. It doesn't matter how well you know content, if you can't manage your time well and reach out for help and have these other um, you know, social skills are part of executive function and being social with your professors and teachers and families is part of that function. So that could mean asking for help. So if all these pieces are missing, it doesn't matter if you got straight A's in high school. It doesn't matter if you um, you know, were top 10% of your class or even if, if you were bottom. It doesn't matter because once you get the executive function skills, then you can succeed. So it's been a, you know, a process of honing in on this particular part of things. And executive function is a whole big thing, right? But um, 
but the skills that are connected with the brain and connected with our emotions that help us get things done are what really get me excited because that's where you start to see real change in people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the whole <clears throat> alternative learning segment of it, um, it's it's brilliant when I was kind of looking into your work and kind of and digesting it um I try and build my own little kind of picture in my head um but what I kind of got in my head was that there's kind of almost hard skills what the person's learned like you were just saying the content section of that test mm -hmm. um then there's the, almost the output that could be them taking the test it could be having uh speaking to someone it could be that kind of section and it's the the middle bit which you're mm -hmm. kind of focusing on which is linking the two together and understanding what's going on in that process which is a really really cool way of looking at things because i've always delivered outdoor activities with the idea of improving people's social skills giving them an environment to kind of yeah. practice but i've never actually stopped and thought of this is what's happening content wise. This is what's happening reaction wise. What's the bit in the middle? <laughs> mm. And then when I was when I was reading yeah. through and kind of looking at your stuff, I was like, of course, that makes total sense. It Executive makes total function. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a really cool thing to uh to to experience. Um so it's that bridge that it's you know, building bridges. Yeah. And that, that link, isn't it? Which is which is brilliant. And it only takes someone to describe it in a way which which clicks and then you're suddenly like, of course, that's mm -hmm. that aha moment, mm -hmm. isn't it? Which is brilliant. Um, so moving on to, to the kind of final final bit, really, um, which is people who who listen to the podcast and, and often get in touch and they're looking for for roadmaps and pathways to be able to access more more materials and for them to be able to support mm -hmm. either their students or their children. Is there different things that you can provide for them and where do they get those things? Yeah. So if you go to my website, alteringcourse.com, that's where you'll find everything. I have a quiz that will, uh, it just takes two minutes to kind of test executive function skills, see where you fall on different ones. And then after you take that, you'll get a lot of good information about the different categories of executive function skills, because there's emotional regulation as part of it. There's the time management piece. There's all kinds of parts to it. So you'll get some more um, developed information about that. Um, I have a fledgling YouTube channel, but I've, I'm posting about once a month now more about executive function. And then I have an Instagram account where you'll also you'll learn a lot about um, executive function. But I, I really encourage you to get my ebook. Um, it's cheap. And that's about procrastination. And it's just kind of like a, if you sit down and do it, I, and I recommend that if you're a parent, you do it with your child or do it separately and come back together and discuss. That's great. And then I highly recommend that you reach out to me for coaching because that's where I really love to help people. Um, there are a lot of people who come to me that have um, tried kind of everything else. They've tried subject tutors. They've tried test prep. They've tried um, therapy because, you know, I'm not a therapist. This is a separate thing. Um, but there's this this executive function, really practical skills that are rooted in, uh, you know, neuroscience that um, they tend to find me at that point when they've sort of tried everything else. Um, but it'd be great if you could find me before you've tried everything else. <laughs> and so we can make some some fairly simple tweaks to, to make a big difference. So yeah, alteringcourse.com. Love you to find me there and reach out to me with any questions. 
Perfect. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Outdoor Ed Talk podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on here. Um, if people do have any um, comments or anything like that, I'll make sure that I ping them over in an email. But if you head over to your website, which was uh, mentioned previously, you'll be able to access all the courses and lovely content on site there and then check out your YouTube channel and Instagram as well. Um, I will grab those from you later and I'll put them in the description section of the podcast. So the links will just be there and you'll be able to go straight through to all of them. Thank you very much for listening and I'll speak to you soon.